Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Uh, God wants Ezekiel, and not only Ezekiel, but the people of God to know, the Israelites to know, that even though it's rough right now, God has not abandoned the exiles. No matter how dead and dry your situation is, God can resurrect it. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, Today's message uh, will come from the book of Ezekiel, the 14th, or no, the 37th chapter, rather. I'll be reading verses 1 through 14. Again, that is Ezekiel chapter 37, reading verses 1 through 14. I'm reading the New International Version. Uh, of God's word. Let's see what the word of God has to say for us today. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked at the tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into those slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. 
The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name. We love you, we honor you, we bless you for this opportunity to once again gather and hear from your word, Lord God. Let every word that I speak and thought that I think be acceptable in your sight, that I can point people to you and your resurrection power. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. For the time that we get to share together, I'd like to pose the question, can these bones live? Can these bones live? When I was a child, one of my favorite toys was Legos. I liked to build things. And if I could not build with Legos, I would figure out something else to build with. I had an active imagination. I could play with boxes and batteries and uh, tools if I needed to. But I liked to build. I liked to see things built, and I liked to see things rebuilt. Ah, I still have that interest. Uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels that I watch now is one called Odd Tinkering. And on Odd Tinkering, there is lot of, not a lot of fanfare, or not a lot of special effects in graphical presentation, uh, not a lot of talking either. Normally, all you see are a pair of hands working on something. Uh, these uh, pair of hands on cam on, are on camera restoring things that people would think is junk. They'll take an old video game system, an old Game Boy or PlayStation or a Nintendo 64, and they will restore it. They'll restore an old rusted out fan. They'll restore an old lighter. And when they're done with what someone would have thought was junk, because usually that's where they get the projects from, uh, eBay for a dollar or out of a, a junk uh, yard or something like that, it looks good as new. And I like to see how things connect, how they come together. Millions of dollars worth of Legos are sold every year, and I tinkering as a YouTube channel has millions upon millions of views, so I would gather to think that we all like to see things come together. Uh, the passage that I read for you, uh, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14, is very popular because it shows us some things coming together. Uh, there are over 80,000 references uh, to this passage of scripture and music and pop culture, and there are paintings and drawings about this, pa this passage of scripture as far back as the third century. I would say that we could relate to the passage. We can appreciate the reconnection. We can appreciate the concept of resurrection, but we can also relate to the times where things were disconnected. 
Uh, we like to hear about the, the connection uh, in the text and sing songs about how the foot bone is connected to the ankle bone and, and the ankle bone is connected to the shin bone and the shin bones connected to the knee bone, but we overlook the fact that it is a valley of dry bones. Uh, there is resurrection in the text because there was death preceding the text. Most of us can point to periods in our lives where there were doubts, there were there's hopelessness, depression, and fear, and anxiety, and it may have even become prominent in our daily living. We can remember the times where we had more month than money. We can remember the times where we couldn't even uh, get the, the, the ends to turn around and wave to one another, let alone meet. Uh, trouble on the job, trouble in the home, things not going the way we had planned them. Situations just dry. And certainly, uh, during the time of the writing of this passage of scripture, hopelessness and despair were a communal experience for the people of Israel at the time of Ezekiel's vision of the dry bones. Ezekiel, rather, was a priest and a prophet around the time uh, that Babylon had defeated Israel. Uh, the text was written while the Israelites were exiled from their homeland. Uh, uh, Ezekiel himself, scholars say, had probably been in Babylon about five years already at the time of the text and was walking around an irrigation canal when he felt the hand of the Lord on him. Uh, some translations say that he felt the pressure of the Lord. And he got caught up and taken to a vision. You see, the people of God had been defeated and they lost access to the temple. The people of God were marched against their will to Babylon. The Israelites could no longer go to church. A lot of their theology, the way they thought about God, centered around the Israelites being able to go to the temple on a regular basis. And they no longer had access to the temple and they were in a theological crisis because they could not go to church anymore. The primary focus of their worship centered around being able to go to the temple and they are now blocked from going to church. And this theological crisis caused a political crisis and a social crisis and an economic crisis because all of the things that went on because they were no longer able to go to church affected everything else. They couldn't see who they wanted to see. They couldn't earn the way they wanted to earn and they couldn't be around the people. The people that they wanted to be in charge were no longer in charge. Ezekiel is talking to a people who have lost heart, 
who are suffering a death of the spirit and living, uh, some of them dying uh, in exile in a foreign land. Their temple has been destroyed. Their holy city has been plundered. Their leaders have been maimed and put in chains. Their soldiers have been put to sword. And young men and women are either killed or dragged off into a foreign land. Ezekiel has witnessed all of this. He's been a part of it until it's become a part of his everyday living. And he witnesses the soul of his people gradually wither and die, becoming as lifeless as this valley of dry bones that he has stumbled upon. And then he feels the pressure of the Lord and he gets asked the question, can these bones live? That is what God is asking. God asks the question, but God knows the answer to the question already. Uh, God wants Ezekiel and not only Ezekiel, but the people of God to know, the Israelites to know that even though it's rough right now, God has not abandoned the exiles. No matter how dead and dry your situation is, God can resurrect it. I got some Bible for that. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy shall come in the morning. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver them from them all, for deliver them from them all. We got some Bible. We know that it's rough night now. But it's halftime. It's not the end of times. God is letting them know that he's going to restore this connection. So he asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? But he already knew the answer when he asked it. Uh, the first thing that he does is he restores the connection. He restores the connection. And amazed Ezekiel sees dry bones in the valley and, and suddenly re reassemble themselves and be covered in muscles and flesh and skin. Things that were separated are coming back together. Just like the bones are going to be connected, God is going to reconnect and restore his people. And I like that God is explicit in how these things are going to be connected. He doesn't just say they're going to come back together. He says, no, bone to bone is going to connect and sinew and sinew is going to connect and there's going to be skin to cover it. He's explicit with how they reconnect so that you know it's going to be a long-lasting, solid connection. It's going to be a long-lasting resurrection. It's not going to be something that comes together right now and falls apart five minutes later. This is not going to be a lemon that is sold on a used car parking lot that as soon as you drive off the lot, it falls apart. This is going to work, and it's going to be reconnected and resurrected. He's going to restore the connection. And not only is he going to restore the connection, he's going to restore the breath and the spirit. God breathed life into these bodies after the connections were together. Because if they just put the bones together and the sinews together and the skin over it, you just got some real nice looking corpses. 
but he puts some breath back in the body. So it's not just going to be good looking, but it's going to be good living. God puts the bodies back together and then he puts breath in the body. He puts spirit in the body and that's going to give the people the power. This vast army that is being resurrected, these people that are being uh, put back together and these dry bones that are being resurrected to live are going to have the power to go back and put one foot in front of the other. They're going to have the power to be able to restore what was taken from them. They're going to have the power to be able to get back to where they were and to get better than where they were. So he gives Ezekiel this vision, even though he's in the midst of the trials right now, the vision to get out of the trial is given to him while he's still in the suffering. And then he explains the meaning of the dead bones. They had a miracle just happen in front of his eyes, but now God's got to give them the meaning. God explains that he's going to do a similar thing to Israel. Though the same thing he's doing to the bones right in front of Ezekiel right there in his vision, he's going to do uh, to Israel, the whole nation. The situation may be messed up right now, but that is not the end of the story. Can these bones live? Can this dead situation be resurrected? Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man what God can do for you. The bones of your life may be disconnected right now, but can these bones live? Uh, God says that they will not be disconnected, they will not be dry, they will not be deserted for much longer. God is going to let these bones live. But not only is God going to let these bones live, you have to be able to take uh, some active participation in it yourself. Uh-oh. Ezekiel participated in the resurrection. Ezekiel had his own hand in the work that God was providing. I saw a picture, uh, a meme online that spoke to me. It had a picture of somebody just leaning on a shovel, just standing in the middle of an open field. And the text of the picture said, God is in control. But that doesn't mean that you get to lean on a shovel and pray for God to give you a hole. God is in control. But it doesn't mean you can lean on a shovel and expect God to give you a hole. Sometimes when you pray for a situation, it doesn't just go away like that, like magic. Sometimes you get a tool. Sometimes you can pray for a house and God will give you some hammer and some nails and some wood. Sometimes 
you pray to God to lose some weight and you get a treadmill. Sometimes you pray for God to bless your finances and a financial education course pops up on your calendar to be available for. Ezekiel was not just an observer to the, the, the resurrection and the power of what God was doing. He was an active participant in the move of God. God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Then he told Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. Then he told Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. He, Ezekiel had to do something, not because God needed his help. God wants us to be an active participant in the deliverance. Over and over again in the Bible, whenever you see a miracle, you see somebody else working with that miracle. When, when, when the prophet wanted to bless the widow uh, with the jars, she had to go in the back and get as many jars as she could. When Jesus wanted to turn water to wine, he told the people at the party, bring me the water. When he fed the multitude with two fish and five loaves of bread, somebody had to provide it. Every time there was a miracle in the Bible. There were some instructions that needed to be followed. There were some people putting some skin in the game to do something their self. Not because God needed the help, but so that you could appreciate it that much more when God provided the increase. You want God to bless you, you must be willing to give him something to bless. God wants to bless your relationship, and you want God to bless your relationship, you need to spend some time working on your relationship as well. You, and, and then let God provide the increase. You want God to bless your finances, you need to learn how to manage your finances just a little bit better, then let God provide the increase. God had the power to provide the bones on his own without any help yet he asked Ezekiel to participate in the process this is not a buffet where you just walk up and pick what you want it's not a vending machine where you push a button and everything comes to you with no work you've got to be able to do something on your own and then God will provide the increase with what you put in and it's not about God lacking power. It's about you taking on some power for yourself. We need to be able to participate in the process. Ezekiel participated in the process of resurrection, and we need to be able to participate in the process of our own resurrection of the things that are dry in our lives. He revived the dry bones to let you know it was a miracle. This wasn't somebody that had just recently died. They had been died. They had been dead long enough till the decay had happened, till there was nothing but bones there. But God revived the bones to show that God had some resurrection power. So now, how no matter how deep the valley. Every valley is going to be exalted. No matter how high the mountain, every mountain is going to be made low. No matter how crooked the places are, they're going to be made straight. Because God has that power. We just got to be willing to participate. 
I'm too old to go back to school. Can these bones live? It's too late to start the business. Can these bones live? It's too late to reconnect with loved ones. Can these bones live? I've been unhealthy for way too long. Can these bones live? Yes, Lord. Yes, they can. Definitely yes. Absolutely yes, they can. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Please pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. There is none like you. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, you are holy. Lord God, we thank you for the word that went forth, for those who hear it, those who will hear it later, that there'll be a seed that is planted in good harvest and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold. We ask for your Holy Spirit to do a work that only your Holy Spirit can do, that those who don't know Jesus Christ in the pardoning of their sins will want to get to know him. And ask, what must I do to become saved? In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media. Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook. At Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching and God bless.